Hello there, I'm Tim and he's John and this is How to Murder Time, a podcast about games and things. Hello everybody. Watcher. Still cold. It's freezing. It I, is actually freezing. It's, it's, I'll give you that, it's a bit chilly today. It's not, not blinking my... I've got... I know why, I know, I've got... Explanation as well, frankly, but you're not going to like it. What? Well, I, I've, I'm a lot less insulated than you nowadays. You see, what with my uh, my New Year's resolution, I've been losing about a kilo a week since New Year. Apart from last week, where I put on a kilo because it was Mum's birthday and we went out to a tapas restaurant and went a bit mad. But um, yes, so I'm, I'm I'm more svelte and don't really have as much, uh, you know, layers underneath the skin. I see. Is that mosting? Hmm. Moasting, is that? Moasting? Yeah, moaning but boasting at the same time. Moasting. Uh, yeah. uh, humble bragging, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that the same thing? I don't know. Um, yes. Anyway, yes. yes. So, um, no. Okay. I don't want the hat. It's you don't need my, my head's You'll get too, too warm. My head's too hot now, yeah. Anyway, um, yes, I'm going to talk about... Oh, actually, I did want to say thank you to everyone who put comments on the YouTube for our 200th yeah, yeah. show there. I asked if uh, if people had been with us and how long and when did they find us. And we got oh, people still from the Virgin World days. Yeah, yeah. People who've been with us a very long time and, and we are grateful. And people who named the hunt cropped up for a while as uh, well. also we had someone pointed out that uh, you can find the original everquest it's called project 1999 we know it's, it's an we emulator do, we thing, do yeah. have an everquest video which is actually our most successful video yeah lots which of people in the comments to there pointing out project 1999 yeah. <laughs> as well. about two a week yeah so uh yes yeah, so you can find that yeah. original first but then that sort of led me on to start analyzing my own nostalgia and thinking that perhaps i've changed and perhaps 1999 everquest one isn't really what i want anymore these days anyway so perhaps we do change perhaps yeah. we do grow and learn anyway thank you for those comments that's, that's reassuring good to see we'll keep we'll keep doing this stuff i mean there's not much you can do to stop us to be honest no actually <laughs> there's very little you can do you can stop subscribing but we'll still do it i know if, if it was you'll know we'll see it still doing it it'll eat on your mind knowing that they're still doing it <laughs> Let's <laughs> try, try not to make this an antagonistic thing. Yeah. Um, I'm late. going to talk about games. Let's, oh, let's, let's do some what we're playing. Like yeah, we were all indulgent last time. Uh, I think we've got four weeks of this. Yeah, so in the last month, I well, I had a week off work. See, it was that end of the holiday year, and I thought, you know, use up your holidays or lose yeah. them. So I had a week off and with nothing much to do, really. And I thought, I need a big challenge. A bit uh -huh. like, you know, walking all the way around Cornwall or yeah. in yeah. over the course of four years. Or So I thought, I'm going to do the... Or walking to Brighton. Walking to Brighton, well, Eastbourne, thank you. Yeah. Brighton, Pfft, yeah, two days, uh, two days beyond Brighton. Um, Didn't yeah, go quite as far as Hastings, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. Dover, I thought would be right next door, but it's about the same distance again <laughs> to get to Dover from Eastbourne. That from bit Winchester. of the country's weird. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, so I thought I'm going to do the entire epic story of Lord of the Rings online. Have they expanded it since we Yes. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. So the current state of Lord of the Rings Online, they've got to Mordor. The ring has gone in the fire. I think that what they did with the Mordor expansion, which is their current thing and hasn't been out that long, but... I think what they've done, and I could be making this up, is that they've sort of got to Mordor and then gone straight past the jumping the ring in the fire. I don't know if there's a session play where you get to be Frodo at the ring. Yeah, at the Gollum. Or get to be Gollum and bite his finger off or something. Yeah. But I think that they've handled that probably the only way they really could, which was to just not involve the player in that at all. Because, you know... He wasn't involved. It got a lot well, of... she wasn't involved. Yeah, there's, there's a lot... It gets a lot of stick for the, the nature of the early epic story content, which is essentially you following the Fellowship to... Yeah, following the Hobbit 
to, to Rivendell, but always one hill over out of the way and beyond sight and fighting off a lot of monsters that never get to attack the fellowship because you've been doing the hard yeah. work all along. It's, it's you know, it's a sort of way, how, how do you involve the player in the story of Lord of the Rings when clearly they weren't there? You either make it the player is Frodo, in which case you're talking some sort of single-player adventure experience. Or, that would have been better. Well, I think there's been a number of games like that out there, including right the way back to that text adventure you were mm. talking about the other time. But so no, you find yourself doing quite a lot of heavy lifting behind the scenes. You know, you're visiting Aragorn and Aragorn sending you off to do other stuff because he's a bit busy with hobbies, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and that sort of carries on all the way through Moria, through through um, through Lothlorien, Mirkwood, and then down through Dunland and all sorts. I mean, I never, I made it to the start of the Great River. So I got all the Isengard stuff, I think, ever. You know, I think I got bored in Dunland. Yeah, Dunland is very boring. It's essentially hub, real, real sort of uh, make busy hub gameplay. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's some interesting stuff they do with Isengard that at one point you, you're, you're actually captured and thrown in the dungeons of Isengard and have to bust out again as part of the story. Um, and then you end up back, you know, once that's all dealt with, you end up back at Lothlorien and finally can follow the Great River South, which is, you know, basically where the Fellowship went. And so in my entire time, and I got a level 75 character and I played on and off for a number of years in the past, I, I didn't make it to the end of Fellowship of the Ring. You know, yeah. the first volume out of the three. I never made it into the Two Towers or the Return of the King content. Now that's all done. Rohan is there. I never made it to Rohan. Can I make the uh, comment that it does sound like the uh, second and third volumes of the trilogy are awfully rushed? Well, I don't know. I mean, you, you get to Rohan and there's this horse combat. Mounted combat was a big thing they were really proud of. Yeah. And I, I have no idea what it's like. So I, I never made it that far. Then there's quite a lot of stuff around Gondor and you see a lot more of because you can actually see all this stuff on the world map when you sort of you know zoom out of the map when you're looking and there's all these zones far to the south that I've never seen that you, that, you know evocative names from all the books and stuff and you look at all that and think wow yeah I want to see all that but it's such a big job I yeah. mean, you know, there's 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 Rohan's there, Gondor minus Tirith, and and there's quite a lot of Mordor now as well. And presumably that takes place after the ring, you know, after the ring's been destroyed. There's presumably some cleanup work. There's some sort of free people's UN peacekeeping cleanup operation going on with all sorts of factions the, the and allegiances. Away. No, no. So it, it, unlike the Peter Jackson yeah. films, it doesn't all just collapse instantly <laughs> as soon as the ro- ring hits the volcano. He was big on consequences. Yes, yes, quite. So there's lots of that to do still. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know. Looking at the map of Mordor as on the world map it looks like they've only done about half of Mordor as well apparently uh, minus Ithil you know, minus Morgul and uh, Sirith Ungol the bit with the spider and everything those aren't in yet okay. so apparently that's stuff to go in later or be added at some point I suppose but is there a license for now? Well, I don't know, but this is the thing. The current thing over there, all getting excited about, and the next big content coming is Northern Mirkwood and the Lonely Mountain, which is wow, splat bang in Hobbit territory. Yeah, which always made me wonder because the big thing was that they had the license for Lord of the Rings. Obviously, it's Lord yeah. of the Rings online, but they didn't have the license for the Hobbit. But then again, the Hobbit hadn't come out as films at that point. Well, exactly. But also, I'm not sure why you'd need the license for the Hobbit anyway, because the events of the Hobbit take place about sixty years before the start of. Lord of the Rings. Uh, locations. Lord of the Rings online. Various locations and NPCs and stuff. Well, Bjornings are in as a playable race stroke yeah, class true. now. Yeah. And that's definitely Hobbit. They don't show up much in Lord of the Rings at all, I don't think. Anyway, so, yeah, there's that, all that sort of stuff seems to... It's, it's like they've, they've either just decided, hey, oh, let's just do it anyway. It's not like they're going to sue us. Or, they're very literal. <laughs> or they've worked something out. I don't know. But anyway, so there's a lot 
there and I'm not yeah I'm not that fussed about you know necessarily visiting the the Hobbit you know and Lonely Mountain and Lake Town and all that that'd be nice but but I'm I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan and it's always been a real kicker to me that I never never got the ring in the fire Lord of the Rings on mine we all signed up back in the day do you remember the big first our first Uh, first static group there's been about three or four goes at this we all signed up we all got on the the epic story train delivered pies we delivered pies around the shire and posts and stuff you know and then we got to the you know and, and the the, the Shire is fantastic. Yeah. Bree Town is fantastic. And then you get to the Lone Lands and you think, okay, well. Slows down know. a bit. So then you get sent to the North Downs, Downs an entirely made up and invented MMO style zone. Where... And, and that, you'd think that's ground to a halt. Yeah. But it really hasn't. Because then you get to Moria and then you discover what ground to the halt feels like. <laughs> I liked Moria. Well, yeah, but the thing, so the epic story so far. Okay, so I thought, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sign up. I've subbed. I'm a VIP member. I've, I've paying effectively a subscription because if one one thing Lotro is terrible at is monetization, yeah, and there's yeah. so many pains in the ass put in front of you if you go out there, go oh, at it as a free player. I, I've got this nightmare because when it first came out, it was a sub only, and yeah. we all subbed. Fair enough, that's what you do. Got a character so far up, and then they went all free to play, and it was hey, but then they I think just went with this thing with well, okay, now if you're free to play, you're only going to get the quests in the zones you bought the unlock packs for. So I got this shattered trail of half-assed zone you know, <laughs> zone purchases that some of which I can do, some of which I can't do. There's Bits of shared wardrobe and bank and shared inventory and, and houses and stuff that are all locked away behind, you know, you've got to unlock them with tokens. And I thought, oh, for God's sake. So as a monetization strategy, it works very well because they just irritated the hell out of me to the point where I thought, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to pay monthly. Yeah. Here's my card. Get on with it. And there's still there's still stuff I don't get for that. I don't actually automatically get content, the actual expansions. I still need to buy, I think, the Rohan one. And there's some sort of Helm's Deep, I think, is an expansion in itself. Then there's the Mordor one as well. So I'm about three expansions down. I think I, in my time I bought Moria, um, and I think I... North, yeah, we got Southern Mirkwood as well. Um, and that was, I think, when our fellowship fell apart the first time round. Then I did buy Isengard as well, because that just got so irritating going. Because you can do the epic story for free, and you can go to the places yeah. for free, but you just... You, <laughs> it's the awkward levels in between. Yes, you, you can't earn anywhere near enough XP doing just the story. So you have to go... You can go away and just grind bores until your eyes bleed, or you can buy the quest packs and stuff. Start doing hub to hub questing, like not like a normal MMO. Yeah. So anyway, it, it's I've, I've taken it on as a kind of weird marathon. So I spent my week off pretty much putting in about thirty seven and a half hours into Lotro <laughs> instead of going into the office. I mean, I was you know it's paid holiday. I was being paid anyway. But um, yeah. So Just I thought, so yeah. is this the thing you said that I'll be disappointed I, with you? I thought you'd be cross. Yeah. I didn't want to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, okay. have, I have to sort of tell Continue. them. Yes. Um, I'm just wondering in case there was something else coming. <laughs> I need to brace myself. (laughs) Some horrific secret. No, no, it's just that, yeah. Um, Yeah, so at the course of a week, I got a brand new... I I picked an elf. Well, the part of this was I thought that... I thought that... I I have this sense that Lord of the Rings Online is on its last legs. Now, I mean, this is not borne up by I've had that sense... Since <laughs> after Moria, but yeah. Well, I mean, I've, t- I've talked to quite quite a few people. Multi in particular, yeah. he's a fan of, of the Lotro and was sort of helping me through some of the some of my uh, self destructive habits. There, um, he 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 thinks it's doing well. He thinks it's he's in and he knows he, he's got his finger on the pulse a bit more. I mean, I listen in on Teppo and Jen on the three MMO Musketeers and they talk about Lotro news yeah. quite often in there. And they've, they're coming up with this big Northern Mirkwood expansion. But I just think if you've got the Ring in the volcano and Mordor is done, what more is there. Oh, there's loads. The, the interesting idea about Lord of the Rings is what happened after. How did the world 
recover. Well, you could go on There's and on with the fourth age. I mean, yeah, perhaps you'll go out far east yeah. or, the or far south. The fourth age is possibly the most interesting story in Lord of the Rings. They the just never cover it. The elves are on the way out. Well, I don't Christopher know. Christopher Tolkien, no. <laughs> Well, there's, yeah, there's umpteen unfinished tales, yeah. obviously, but I don't know. I just figured, where would you go from that? And I thought, I thought interest is likely to start winding ah, down once no. you've got the the lonely what, lonely mountain and once you've got what Mordor. What you're ignoring is the fact that Amazon are making a Lord of the Rings TV show, so therefore interest to come up again, and so you've got a ready-made game <laughs> oh, well, with everything know. in there, so it's fine. Oh well, I don't know. Then it could, yeah, anything could happen. It's going to need a graphical update. I sort of had the impression that it was, you know, if oh, basically, I thought I always wanted to see the whole epic stories sent to its conclusion. It's the one USP that Lotro has that you couldn't get better in WoW yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever MMO of choice. The thing Lotro has is the is the grand story, Lord of the Rings. And the epic story is, is, is so far, general, yeah, okay, it has its ups and downs, but on the whole, it's quite an interesting take on what else is happening at the same time. And, you know, you get to geek out a bit. Look, there's Frodo and uh, everyone in the room at Rivendell, and look, there's Aragorn, and oh, wow, Mirkwood. You know, it's, it's a big old geek out session for people who like Lord of the Rings, yeah. and that's, that's what I am one of those. But I thought to myself, I thought, okay, yeah, Lotro's doing fine now, but if I don't start the epic story now, I might not. It might not be around for me to finish. That that was my thinking. That's uh, rather forward thinking of you. It is, yeah, because I don't know how long it's going to take. It was a big, long job. It was, yeah. But I thought, well, okay. And that was with six of us. I want, yeah, I want to see the entire story through to its conclusion. But at what point should I leave it until I start doing that before the game starts to get a bit rickety and then just suddenly not be there one one month? You uh, know? The Everything's free now. We're shutting down in a month time. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Perhaps I'm just being unduly pessimistic, but perhaps I'm being uncharacteristically foresighted because this is going to be a really big job. It's it's quite an epic story. It takes a long time to do. So, yeah, that was a week ago. And then I've had about a week or half a week or two of normal sort of here and there play as well. So after my end of my first week, I got a character. I got So I picked an elf warden because that sort of felt fit my mood at the time. The elves are leaving Middle Earth, yeah, you know, yeah. on last chance to go and do some good, that kind of thing. <clears throat> and I, I've done a warden because I thought, because I'm quite interested with the Gambit gameplay, which essentially you only get three buttons and it's the order in which you press them does various different effects and yes. things. Compared to most of the other classes, which are just push button do thing, I think the the minstrels a bit more sort of tiered as well. These sort of build up to different yeah stats, yeah you're building sort of up stuff. things. Yeah. But the warden is essentially I mean and avoiding heals because there's a couple of other music. buttons. Wardens get a run speed buff out of combat run speed buff and a whole ton of self teleports to various places around the world. So I thought this would be the perfect class and and they're they're fairly fairly tanky. They have reasonable DPS and they can do a bit of self heal as well and you know self sufficient. Good, let's go for it. So I got that warden from start. I started in. Arid Lewin uh, at the beginning of my week. Uh, at the end of the week, I was level forty-five. Uh, I'd got to about volume one, books uh, book seven, I think, out of fifteen. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'd reached the northern end of Angmar. I thought if this is going to if this is going to work at all, I need it's... to get the hell through the lone lands and the North Downs because that's where it all is. that's where it all comes to an end. Yeah. That's where you get fed up. That's where you get bored yeah. and walk away from it all. So once you pass there and into the troll shores and into Angmar and stuff and Forochell as well even dim it all gets a bit more oh i haven't seen this in a while a bit more interesting yeah. i can probably make it all the way through and once i'm into moria i always loved moria personally so so yeah that was uh, my <laughs> my week off uh, so i'm now level 50 after about two weeks two and a half weeks uh, and that's where you get to with the gift of the valar which they're currently selling on sale at the moment essentially you can buy a, a jump start character yeah. to level 50 which is when moria that was starts what, that was what Mario, wasn't it? yeah yeah i mean there's a couple of others that jump start you to other points along because i think the top left 
top level is about 115 now, yeah. something like that. So, yeah, I've got a long, long way to go. I'm so far on about book 10 of volume one, and I think there's about five or six volumes now, because I think volume two is Moria and onwards, and then there's a load more beyond that with Dunland and Isengard, volume three. So it is an immense task I set myself. I essentially want to complete an MMO. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Which I don't think I've ever really done. I've got characters to max level before. I've never got a character to max level in Lotro. I think I did back when it was Moria, but yeah, I, I did keep moving then. the bloody goalposts. So that happens to be all the time in every MMO I play. It's like time keeps moving. You turn your back and they've added another 30 levels of two continents and, and, and it's all old and busted. And you just think, what was that? And you learn to cultivate an attitude of, well, you can't take any of it with you, so none of it matters. Yeah. You don't get don't get too attached to any of this stuff. I often hear people sort of complaining about, oh, they're bringing an expansion out, all my raid gear is going to be useless. Well, yes. <laughs> it's, it's a metaphor it's or an you, allegory or something. It's what yeah. you signed up for. And if you didn't know that's what you're signing up for, then sorry. You have to hope that the time you spent obtaining all this gear was entertaining, because that, the, mem- ladies, the memories of that is all If the all time you, you spend playing these games is not entertaining enough in its own right, don't play the game. Don't, don't, play, don't play MMOs thinking it's going to be different and better when I get to the end game, or the raiding, <laughs> or, or, or at max level, or once I've got all my raid pieces, or whatever. Because, it, it, well, it will be briefly, and then it will change. But it's, yeah, it's all transitory, and, and it, these are pastimes, games. You do them because you enjoy playing presumably and I've, I've been guilty of putting in way too much time in things I don't enjoy on the, some, some imagined payoff in some distant time and, and that never satisfies it never never comes got to enjoy the moment anyway so I am enjoying the moment actually I'm really I've, I've decided to I, I skipped the Shire specifically I love the Shire but Shire's really good it is really good but I would bog down in there I know I'd spend, I'd yeah. try and do every quest and no just crack on get on with the main story main story go and do some levelling if necessary when the story level gets a bit too high main story main story keep going and I'd, yeah, I'd forgotten. It's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. I, know, I remember it picks up, certainly. I mean, certainly the the first half of Volume 1 is essentially you helping Aragorn and the Rangers out at various locations around the world as they try and get, as Gandalf and Aragorn try and get the, the Hobbits safely to Rivendell. Then they sort of park and wait at Rivendell for a large portion of the, the sort of the second quarter of Volume 1, where you are basically... The problem with that is that Aragorn doesn't want to leave Rivendell until the north is secured because he's because obviously you got the threat of Sauron in the south but the north is where the Angmar Shadows of Angmar is the name of yeah. the whole the first the first volume and it's essentially the idea that there's a massive army of wrongdoers up up north that are going to come down and pincer the free peoples and unless that all gets dealt with and shut down and sorted by yours truly uh, the, the whole it's not safe for the, the fellowship to leave Rivendell and head south so that sort it sort of gives it a purpose and a reason and so you end up doing quite a lot of stuff in the land of Angmar itself, um, and then there's a number of set pieces or instance battles against uh, the, the steward of Angmar, because of course you're not allowed to kill the Witch King of Angmar because that doesn't happen until much later. That'd be awkward. Yes, Eowyn does that with with Merry's help, but um, you get this sort of lieutenant. There's quite a lot of ring wraith type creatures that no one ever mentioned in the books that you get to one off against quite a lot. <laughs> they get they get red robes and things and, and spiky crowns and things. It's all very good. So there's a lot of that. Then there's this sort of the second half of Volume One's a bit weaker because I th- it feels like make busy because they obviously were working on Moria and hadn't got it ready yet. So the second half of Volume One is is to do with this a, a, a creature called a Martial. It's some kind of ring. Ringwraith, Ringwraith-esque, who's basically 
stealing a Palantir. That there's a Palantir as well. You know, there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on backwards and forwards there. And I'm trying, hoping to get through that because it wasn't great. Oh, multiple Palantirs, or all there was all seven, just one network. I think to begin with. Seven seeing stones. It's seven or nine. I don't yeah. know. Is it all just one network? They're, yeah, they're essentially a network. I yeah. think uh, they're all they're all corrupt too because Sauron got one. Yeah, and evilled it. Yes, but um, yeah. So I'm hoping to get through that and get on with the Moria stuff because I remember that was that was quite interesting. You, you get to do the Watcher of the Lake and stuff. Basically, the Fellowship have already gone. You see them off at the yeah. start as a prologue, but then you get to go a little bit later into Moria itself. And what's <laughs> the story is that they the Fellowship have been through Moria, and then not long after, a, a large company of dwarves have decided to reclaim it from the uh, from the western yeah, side. Yeah, and there's the, which gives you a little pretext for lots of little Your dwarf ti- outposts. Weird everywhere. timing. Yeah, yeah, and little travel routes if, or if goats. If I remember rightly, that's where it all started to fall to bits for us because of all the single player stuff. Well, yeah, you go through Moria, and then I think Lothlorien was a part of that as well, and you get a bit of gadding around in Lothlorien. But not much happens in Lothlorien; it's more of a town hub. But more specifically, in the uh, quests that you had to do, the group quests, yeah. we keep selling you into single man instances. Yeah, yeah. Which on there was, your own, it's not as much of a problem. Well, that's when they came on the idea of session play as well, which, as well as it being a single solo instance, you can't bring your friends into. You're not even your own character. Yeah, you're, you're doing a bit from history, yeah, which I quite like. I love that. Concept. They're nice. They're a nice idea, but that's oh, more that of a single-player game yeah. thing, isn't it? And that way, yeah, exactly. And then by the time we got to, do you remember Southern Mirkwood? We did some of oh, that. Oh yeah. And the first, yeah. the first like four books of Southern Mirkwood are just a complete succession of of single-player phased instances as you as the elves of Lothlorien try and make a beachhead into Southern Mirkwood. It's a little bit saving Private Ryan. You know, I mean, most of it is the leftover <laughs> not appearing in this film mini ring wraiths that are still hanging around in Dol Guldur in the south of Mirkwood, which is where Sauron was during the Hobbit. Have you ever have a mini ring wraith? I don't know. Being a ring wraith sort big, of yeah. mean one over the ring. <laughs> <laughs> this, well, presumably, it's all hand-waved that the ringways can create lesser minions and so on. And that's sort of hinted at in the book as well, because that's that's what uh, Frodo runs the risk of turning into after being stabbed yeah. by the thing. I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, but there was just so much single-player, no, you can't do this bit with your friends, no, you can't do this bit with your friends. And I don't even know what the, the endgame dungeoning and raid content was, presumably all the stuff around Dol Guldur itself. It's like they'd fallen into the trap of, of, of standard MMOism a bit, and there was, yeah. there was tokens and raid sets. And yeah, yeah, Southern Mirkwood was a real sort of cul de sac, I think, because you didn't really get to, it was nothing to do with the fellowship at all. They'd long gone to the south at that point. You know, you reach Lothlorien and you think, okay, yeah, now we're going to go down the river. No, you can't go down the river. You go across the, across the, to attack the forest for like God knows how many volumes. And then you're told after that you have to go back across to Rivendell and head south with the Grey Company, a whole bunch of rangers who are going off to meet Aragorn in the wars in the south. And that all goes badly. And it's, it's yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> it, it, it sort of, I don't know. It's like they feel, felt that they were trapped by the story of Lord of the Rings in a way. Because on the one hand, it is their big USP. Yeah. You can't do a Lord of the Rings MMO without you know, showing Frodo and Sam and all the rest of it doing their thing. But on the other hand, that doesn't make for a very good group-based quest-hubbing experience. No, not so. you know, it's, it's always been a, an MMO that's been slightly torn by you know, different directions, I think, and, and under different management throughout its history as well, different expansions. So, yeah... But I've decided I've, I've gotten far enough into it to gain enough m- momentum and inertia, and I, I'm looking forward to Moria because I, I did enjoy that. I look, I'm not really looking forward to legendary item nonsense. But oh, God, apparently, that. apparently that all. You, so you get your legendary items at fifty, and apparently somewhere around ninety or something, you you, you do a thing and it becomes. Uh, 
the whole the whole legendary item thing becomes irrelevant. They stop leveling up those, and you just get one that keeps stays with you forever after that. Oh, or good. Something. Yeah. So it makes me. There was an awful lot of um, really really powerful it, artifacts. Well, it was absurd. You got yeah. You, I've, you get them for like every, every fifth or sixth drop would be a legendary item of the third age, and you don't know with this big sack of them turn <laughs> to an NPC who throws them into a hopper, pulls one widget out the bottom, and says, "Right, that can make your existing weapon go up a beat." It'd be a bit like Time Team where Tony Robinson finds a bit of pot and says, "That's not as good as this bit we already have." <laughs> Throws it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, don't want, don't want, you know, sting anymore. Don't want Anduril. I got something better now. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's just made a mockery of the concept of a legendary item at all. Anyway, you'll be pleased to hear that it's actually armor now. At the top end, you have armor with slottable socket essences. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. I'll see it when I get there, I suppose. But for me, as long as I've got basic solo viability, I just don't care. I'm there for the story. I'm going to follow the story to the end, or at least to Mordor. Perhaps, yeah, there'll be more. There'll be some stuff about Lake Town and, you know, all the rest of it. But I think once I reach Mordor and see the ring done in, I think I'll probably be done with it. Yeah. I, might, I may carry on and keep picking at it. But, I, you know, I've got a very specific purpose with this playthrough, and, and I really won't be back afterwards. You no, know? I mean this. This is this is my you know. Let's, now it's all here. Now it's all ready. You looking at that map, that world map? You can go everywhere that's featured in the books now, except the Grey Havens, which doesn't seem to be in yet. Is um, the Grey Havens ever going to be? In? Probably not. That's, that's what, not really a questing type. No, area. It, it sort of implies a finality because that's where the elves go to leave yeah. Middle Earth. Yeah, that's a that's an epilogue for the whole damn thing, yeah. really. Um, yeah, you got you got Northern Mirkwood, which is going right. in. You got the Long Lake and Lonely Mountain, which are going in soon as the next expansion. And yeah, there's a bit more here and there, a few zones you could add, but you you really are at this point now. After the next expansion, they're going to have to start just inventing whole new places. You know, it'd be like Age of Conan or something with their Cathay expansion. You've got this just sudden whole. No- I mean, I think that probably was part of Conan's stuff, but the idea that in Lord of the Rings you've you've, you've exhausted everything so extensively that you now have to just start adding entire you know entire sort of Chinese themed other continent that just doesn't appear at all. You know, or or, or desert Arabian themed desert countries far to the south and Harad and stuff. Yeah. You know, you you really really are stretching it once you've done what they're proposing to do in the next expansion I mean yeah there's nothing stopping them adding more and more zones if they like but it just won't really be Lord of the Rings at that point it'll be I don't know what it'll be but I'm not that interested so yeah I want to follow the epic story to to the fire mountain and and then I'll see but I'll probably be done uh, but that's going to take a long time I mean yeah. like I say two weeks are pretty into actually thinking about it two weeks is quite fast thinking back how long it took us back in the day yeah yeah it took but us. i did have to take one of those weeks off work so yeah so i have basically over the course of a fortnight done the got a gift of the valor the hard way around i looked it out the gift of the how valors, you... 40 quid the gift of the valors so what's your my subscription i spent half of a month's worth and the month's about 10 okay quid. so uh, <laughs> what is your playtime per hour cost of i haven't done a cost benefit analysis because yeah no. you could have skipped all that content i could have uh, by paying a certain amount no, of money. i wanted to that was specifically i want to follow the story no through. you just go into a game you buy the max level character i could buy max level and just come back and one hit everything yeah yeah I don't know. So, yeah, I've saved myself 40 quid by turning myself nearly insane. Obviously, I was dreaming about it. it was, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know when you've played a game so much, you start to see it with your eyes closed. It was, yeah. I think I may have hurt myself a bit mentally again. Um, but it wasn't as damaging as, as a starship in Star Trek Online. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't know. Is it is it bad that I'm trying to you know, to measure the the kind of mental damage I can do to myself in different gameplay features? Well, on one hand, it shows a certain amount of realization about your situation. I, I'm quite aware. Yeah. On, on yeah. the other <laughs> hand, 
and it shows a certain amount of not being able to learn. I I don't really like. No, no, you're right. Hmm. Now I come to explain this to someone else. Hmm. Anyway, so yeah, I'm apparently playing Lord of the Rings. So it's not a static group. It's not a thing. It's not a night of the week. It is purely a personal madness. Bit, you know, it's not Don Quixote like uh, windmill fixation. But is it one of those things that if you built it up into it and be anything important, it would evaporate like mist? Well, I think. Yeah, your, your desire for it would. Well, the, the the way I'm playing, I mean, I mean, Malty's been dipping in and keeping me company on some of it, and I think Nick Sawyer's had a character as well. But you know, I'm really not turned to make it a static group thing because that is really a slow way to do it. We tried it in the past, and yeah. you know, it took years to get <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> no, I'm really after just after the story, and then I'm done. You know, I mean, I'm not we're not doing fellowship quests we're not scouting, you know, working faction bars or doing crafting much or anything like that. Just, uh, just. You know, I'm there for a purpose, and I'm going to get it done. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, um, and yeah, when to fit it all in with the rest of my normal gaming week? Yeah, yeah. I just have to take a lot more holiday. I think <laughs> that's one option. <laughs> I, I could have normal holidays like normal people in like places with hotels and stuff, but no, I just go to imaginary worlds in my spare time, stay at home. Why don't you talk about a thing? I'm going to talk about Kingdom Come Deliverance. Okay, yeah. So I seen seen and heard of this the quite a big thing at the many moment. many years ago i backed it on kickstarter then completely forgot about it and then i got an email saying do you remember you backed this on kickstarter here you go and i thought oh i better have a look at that oh right yeah you you, you backed quite a lot of things back yeah in the day, didn't you? about when i was an idiot well yeah you were just <sighs> you were just hopeful you were, you were supporting the industry Still waiting for some scenery for a wargaming stuff. Anyway, mm. <laughs> I backed that years ago and it doesn't turn up. Posts every so often, though, saying it's coming. Okay, well, uh, yeah, it just disappeared. Anyway, Kingdom Come Deliverance yep. is a historically accurate, my ass. Uh, <laughs> that was the thing I'd heard about it all. Everyone on various like, magazines we'll, we'll raving to... about how, oh, it's, there's no wizards, it's like in Bohemia in the 14th we'll, we'll century or something. We'll get to that bollocks, shall okay, we? Yeah. Okay, right. It, I like it, wizards. It's set in, uh, as you say, Poland or whatever. Mm. Back some, in some real life place. 12, whatever, 11, whatever. In, in a real time period in history. Yeah. Uh, with uh, realistic, well, real people and real events, real-ish mm. events. Going on, you are the son of uh, a blacksmith. Oh right! Uh, and Do you hear the call? You wake up one morning and you have to go run some errands. And this is where the realism starts to break down because mm-hmm. you are a lazy, good-for-nothing teenager. Yes, a type of thing which didn't exist back then. <laughs> No, no. As soon as you were old enough to hold a hammer, you got you were hammering. You, you were hammering, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twelve, twelve-year-olds straight into full-time yeah. employment. The, the, the commitment to realism lasts zero seconds. <laughs> oh right. Uh, you, one of the first missions was you. Uh, of course, you end up uh, with a bunch of other misfit teenagers throwing uh, dung at a building, something that back in uh, real yoldy times yeah. would have a massive punishment and you would never do it because you have a massive punishment. Mm, yes. Anyway. Yes. yes. So you end up doing a lot of menial quests to start with mm-hmm. um, for your father and then blah, 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 things escalate. Yeah. They often do. Now, the plot mm-hmm. isn't that great. The writing is, I would say, bad 90s video game. <laughs> <laughs> it is awful. The, you know, people speak in... They're trying to make it sound like they're speaking in olden ways, but what they're saying and how they're saying it is all just still idiotic writing. It's terribly written. Mm. Um, the story itself, I have yet to engage with on any level mm. that makes me want to uh, find out what happens next because nothing interesting's happened so far. 
Uh, the biggest problem with nothing interesting happening so far is that this is a kids' game. Is it? Yes, I've decided sure? it is a kids' game. It is a game designed for I'm, kids. I would imagine a game that's set in the brutal horrors of the you know Hundred no, Years' nah. War or whatever would no, be quite eighteen. It is a game designed for kids. Yeah. How do you think you save? Um, a save menu. Somewhere? You can sleep. Yeah. If it's a sleeping type time and you have a bed. Okay. Or you can use a potion to save. Potion to save. You have to create a potion to save. Which is why I say it's a kids' game. It is designed for people who don't have lives. Um, It is designed for people who don't need to do other things with their life. They're they're able to just spend 12 hours in a session and play it. It's it's designed for students. Is it setting itself out to be a really hardcore experience? Hardcore gaming, as it were. (laughs) Yes, it wants to be a hardcore gaming experience so badly. It's not. The combat's far too easy, and I'll get onto the combat in a second as to why that's a hardcore experience. Mm. Yeah. uh, But yeah, the idea of, oh, no save points. If you want to play it, play it on PC, you can mod it out. (laughs) There are mods for that, right? Do not play it on console because you can't. And if if you have any kind of life, you will not get on the console. So, what's the minimum sort of play session, do you think, then? You'd have to wait for an in-game day to take place yeah. for where uh, you can sleep, and that's what? I'm, I'm finding it's hours. It's a couple of hours before yeah. you could feasibly yeah. save and go so away. I, I can't just drop in and do an hour's gameplay, really, realistically. Can't and do it an took hour. so long to get past Bloody the hell. first bit, because it took so long to get to a point where it could save that it was just a pain well, in the ass. Yeah, I sort of appreciate their commitment to ultra-realism. No, it's it's not, like people who... It's who not mod- a commitment to ultra-realism. It's a commitment to being an ass. Well, It's just being... Oh, that's the other thing. <laughs> Design decision. No, if you're going to do that... You have to damn well make sure your game does not crash constantly. Well, that's the other side, yes. It is incompetently written if that is their plan. Like, terribly incompetent. Very sure it's it not just going to suddenly disappear, yeah. Let's see, save games inoculate yeah. you against crash to desktop somewhat because you can get into a habit of auto-saving every 15 minutes or something. Yeah. So that really annoyed me. Okay. And that alone is enough reason do not buy this game anyway. Wow. Just do not buy this game. Okay. Combat. Yeah. Do you remember Die by the Sword? Oh my god, yeah, that's a now, like nineties nineties game where they, you had to basically do actual sword swings yeah. with a kind of weird mouse combination. Or thing. you could it use moved the your keypad. If you it went literally moved your arm right about to bottom yeah. right and then you just do a slash. It wasn't just left click to swing yeah. or right click to block. You had to actually yesterday. move the sword about. I was playing it again yesterday. It yeah. does actually work reasonably well. Okay. Better than Kingdom Come Deliverances dumbed down version it tries to do something similar yeah, it's, yeah. it has, a, it has a, a relatively similar type thing but it's more directional based yeah yeah uh, it's, it's just a dumbed down version of that which you know just like uh well Die by the sword almost got the feeling of sword fighting mm-hmm. almost yeah uh kingdom come deliverance doesn't come close to how mind you a lot of people get sword fighting and sword fighting mixed up because yeah. they they assume yeah when you watch sword fighting on films you know errol flynn stuff that you're not trying these people aren't trying to stab each other trying to hit each other's swords yeah well, <laughs> clang 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 it, clang it, yeah it, fine but. it plays like you know, I, I've, I've done this sword fighting i know uh, what it's like theatrical uh, it, sword it, it plays like stomp stomp yeah slow methodical swings swords are heavy yeah but sword fighting isn't like that even if you're in full armour sword fighting just isn't like that Mm. it's about anticipating what the person in front of you is doing and reacting and it just does not capture sword fighting and what they've ended up with is a system which I don't think pleases anybody if you want that yeah I want to have full control of my swings go back play Die by the Sword that is a much better system you can probably find it on GOG or wherever it's on GOG it's seven quid on GOG Uh, I never got my head around Die by the Sword but I appreciated how clever it was it seems a lot more playable now than it was when I played it first time Hmm. I don't know why 
this. It's still not great because yeah. who wants that? Just play the Witcher instead if you want that kind. Uh, want to have. I typically kind. want my character to know how to manipulate their own body and use their weapons. I just want to direct the character into yeah. doing, you know, attack that person. I don't really want to literally move the sword physically. You know, I mean, that's that's a bit too uh, micromanagement. The combat does not work. It does not feel right. It is slow, cumbersome, too easy. Mm. Uh, yeah, again, you know, ranged if, combat options, crossbows, yeah, or whatever. crossbows. Don't get you. Oh, again, there's a command to give it the uh, targeting reticle mm. because they turn it off. It's hardcore. Oh wow, it doesn't have any reticles. <laughs> right. Yeah, if this is a hardcore game, okay. make it harder. Do you have like hunger bars? And that kind oh of, yeah, is it yeah. survival sandbox type? Well, it's not. Mechanics? Well, yeah, actually, it's reasonably. It, mm. It's not as bad as a survival sandbox game, but it's got that kind of. Mm-hmm. Smell do it. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you're you're not recovering health normally. You need to eat to recover. You need to sleep, and yeah, you just. Well, I suppose if there's no magic healing available, oh, then... you say there's no magic. No. No, there's alchemy. Alchemy. You know how in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> uh, Lord of the Rings Online, how yes. they got around there being no magic? Uh, they did. Inspirational really. songs. Uh, it's all morale. Lawmaster. Everything in Lord of the Rings Online is morale. You don't have health. You have yeah. morale. So you, as you take. Hits in combat, you don't actually get damaged, but your your will to carry on. Yeah. And how did goes the, was it the lawmaster? How did he work? Lawmaster, he did all sorts of things with herbs and setting fire to pine cones and throwing them at people. And and, and was it all was an animal magic? Animal pets and stuff. Um, it's, it, more or less. Yeah. I mean, when the runekeeper came along, that just blew the whole thing out of the water anyway. But yeah, yeah, the runekeeper. Runekeeper, was... yeah, magic. Rocks. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this basically uh, the bits it wants to have magic has magic through alchemy. Because uh, you know. Realism. See, that's a well, yeah. I mean, if their big selling point is all oh, look, you know, 14th century history, you can go and be a proper surf and throw dung at a building and stuff and have to sleep to save. And then you've got potions and yeah. magic, you know, essentially alchemy potions. That's not real, that didn't happen, I don't think. No, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't, yeah, it seems like they it seems like a bit of a the, get out, really. The big it? problem I had all the way through it is, and anyway, this is the major problem mm. every single second of gameplay, I'm thinking The Witcher 3 looks better. The Witcher 3 is better written. The Witcher 3 has better gameplay. The Witcher 3 has better combat. Witcher 3 would have let me save there. <laughs> Witcher 3 would not have crashed there. <laughs> Witcher 3 doesn't mind if I've only got half an hour to yeah. spare to play tonight. Um, Witcher 3, mm. I don't mind sinking 12 hours into it and not sleeping because <laughs> it's I'm doing respect. that because of my choice. I see. Ah, <laughs> or, or my I'd just, I'd, I'd end up having realised I played for 12 hours. Is yeah. this an indie game? Technically, yeah. Because you say you got Ish. it as a Kickstarter thing. Oh, we got a publisher in the end. I forget who it is. Mm. Yeah. Is it a resource thing? The Witcher Three is simply better because it's oh, yeah, mu- no, it a is. much bigger deal, much more. Well, no, time I, and, I don't and... believe that because an awful lot of effort has gone into this game. You can't uh, fault the game on the amount of effort that's gone into it. It's big, it's vast, it has systems. Uh, there's a lovely large world map. There's lots and lots of things to look at. Mm. Um, it's the way it's designed design that causes the problems. It's, it's design decisions, mm. not resources. Okay. In yeah. fact, I'd say some of the design decisions are probably took longer to implement than doing it another way. Okay. Especially yeah. the combat. So, and what's the overall sort of objective, the purpose? Is there some big story you're trying to get to the end of, or is it? Is it yeah. Is it, it's I'm, of, I'm, I'm, I don't know why, but I get a sort of it's a bit like an arc vibe from it. You know, it's a here's a fantastic world. Well, go play. Not really. No, there is, is, a, it, is there is a play. You get, you get swept up in the plot. I haven't got too far into the plot yet because mm. uh, I keep losing the will to live while playing it. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good. It's not the problem with the plot. The plot. The plot brings cutscenes. Cutscenes. They're not very realistic. They didn't no, have cutscenes. You've got people in, in talking on the plot. Oh. When you're wandering through the woods, no one talking. Brilliant. Like it. It's oh. just woods. Really nice. 
Okay. Well, when yeah. people start talking and plotting and plotterizing, yeah, uh, that's where I get really annoyed at the plotting. Oh, I see. So you'd rather and, it was more of a talking. sandbox room well, thing. Well, no, I'd rather the plot was a, so badly acted <laughs> and so badly written. Oh, oh, what's the voice acting like? Some of it's okay. Yeah. Some of it is. Oh God, it's awful. <laughs> Fair enough. And it's best, it's really good. Okay. And it's worst, it is laughable. Mm. It sounds like quite a mixed bag, but on the whole, it sounds like you're having trouble. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I know, keep going with it, but it's a game I know I'm never going to finish. Mm. Is it worth a three month rule? Is it, I mean, the quality issues? It won't get better. Um, the crashes may go away, yeah. but the actual game itself I don't see getting better unless they change systems. You, so, what you, you see, the, the way they've designed it fundamentally is, yeah. is part of the main problem. Yeah. And that there's not then, really a that you you it's unlikely to see a major patch suddenly rewrite how all that yeah, works. The combat system's mm. not gonna be made enjoyable. Yeah. Or better or But you said there's mods. There's a mod scene for it already. Yeah, on PC, yeah. Uh, yeah, within hours people have done stuff like fixed the save game. <laughs> oh, God. Well that lends us perhaps a hopeful thing that I you shouldn't have to be modding no, the thing. I, out I, of the I know box. I know they're gonna ban that mod. They're gonna do something to stop it working. I've just got that feeling it's against their Way of it being played, ethos. so gonna, yeah, it's going to be ethos, so mm. that's going to get stomped on. Oh, because a smart move would be to just take those mods and work them into the main code. Yeah. You know, someone's done the hard work of fixing this stuff for you, then you know, give, throw them an acknowledgement or something, merge it all in. I don't know. Annoyingly, it sold over a million copies. Well, yeah, see, I I only heard of it through you know sort of headlines in in gaming websites and stuff, and everyone everyone I've seen so far seems mad about it. Is, I that, know. is that just a preview thing? I don't or know. Is, I don't get it. Or is are there, we playing is there, the same game? <laughs> is there a move out there? Oh, games are far too easy. Is that the mood these it's days? It's not at the hard. Uh, the game is easy. It sounds difficult if you're not allowed to save oh, for no, 12 it, hours. It, it's, it's got things that it's thrown in to, to make work it and harder. Things, you know? yeah. But the combat's easy. Oh, fair and, yeah. enough. I don't know. Oh, okay. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'd take your opinion, though. You've played it. Yeah. yeah uh, I know what you like. If you're going to play it, wait if it comes on a sale in a gear to be really cheap because... I reckon it sounds like you definitely want to wait a couple it, of weeks for some some yeah. one point one patches. I don't think this game's going to have any legs at all in sales. Yeah, I, I think that everyone who was going to buy it has bought it mainly because it was a quiet couple of weeks when it came out. I think that helped. I suppose that, quite yeah, quite a lot timing and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah don't interesting. Like it. Okay. Uh, so in general, you'd recommend Die by the Sword or Witcher Three? <laughs> yeah, Witcher Three and Die by the Sword. <laughs> I still need to play Witcher Three. Yeah. I can't play Witcher 3 until I finish Witcher 2. You don't need it's to play, the law. You don't need to finish Witcher 2. Play I do, Witcher and I'm 3. stuck on some bullshit boss fight where like, you keep stunlocking me. Play Witcher 3. It doesn't have that rubbish. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, Witcher 2 was a very console experience. Witcher 3 is the best game ever made that isn't Burnout. Okay, good. Uh, I'm going to talk about Secret World Legends. Okay. Yes. we. Uh, so I think it's the Monday game. We, we've finished with Path of Exile and we've picked up Secret World Legends instead and we're playing that. So we have played Secret World, I mean. Even I've talked about it on the show probably repeatedly in the past, yeah. So, Secret World Legends is their big, massive oh god, we need to do something reboot or rework, and it is fairly substantially reworked. So, what you've got there is they've basically redesigned a lot of how the combat systems and skill points and training and stats and equipment all work, but they've kept the backstory, plot setting, voice acting, cutscenes, and all that sort of thing. So, you know, and I think that's probably a smart move because they obviously put a lot of work into the voice acting and the world design and the, the backstory and all that sort of stuff, quest design. Some of the investigation missions are all fantastic stuff. Um, and as far as I can tell, they're all still there. So what they've done is they've taken out 
a lot of the normal hotkey combat, which was a, a weird old thing that was very much reminiscent of Guild Wars 1. You had a seven hotkey bar that you bought and unlocked skills using using experience to, to uh, do a lot of theory craft on a sort of dual weapon set of abilities on a hotbar. And you use the hotbar on the monsters, you know, to yeah. use skills to cause damage, all that. Um, but it was always a very obtuse sort of thing. It was very, I don't know, I mean, I've seen a lot of people say dumbing down with Secret World Legends, and they're right, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, I I, I did give it a go, I played a fair bit, and the, the original system was, it's like they sort of tried to copy Guild Wars 1, but didn't quite get it, didn't, it didn't click for some reason. I love Guild Wars, but it's never really got it with Secret World. So, yeah... So you you earn you earn your XP. You'd pay points to unlock skills, and it was this massive sort of inner and outer wheel of skills. Some of which cost like one or two skill points to unlock, and some of which cost fifty points to unlock. And you earn these skill points at certain XP levels. So you have to keep grinding out quests to try and open access to things on this wheel. And it was really, I suppose, powerful if you knew the cookie cutter guilds, you know, builds yeah. the ins and outs of it. But if you didn't know what you were doing, it was really easy to make an absolutely broken character. And I wonder if that was a reason people didn't like it or it put people off. I'm not sure it happened to me specifically, but I was never really, you know, following the cookie cutter builds particularly. So I was just, you know, winging it and, you know, muddled through as best I can. But it was hard work. They had this really weird and obtuse system of monster identifications as well. It's like, it's one of these, oh, we don't want to use numbers. That's immersion breaking. It's like, oh, for God's sake, just give us the numbers. You know, we can make our own immersion up. So, you know, all the monsters had different coloured pips over their heads. They're like, uh, you could have a single pip or three little pips in a row, you know, in a group. Or, or sometimes it was a skull. Uh, sometimes there'll be a skull with a crown, a skull with a crown or with a flag with one pip or three pips. Uh, and some of them are different coloured pips as well. Which one meant that it was coming into port? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. It was just insane, weird combination of symbols and colours, which meant you just had no real idea if you ought to be able to kill the thing you're attacking. Um, that's all gone now. It's numbers. Okay. Yay, we like numbers. Uh, and, and they've gotten rid of all the equipment and stuff. Well, the equipment's there, but that's all different now. Previously, you had this really useless arcane crafting system where you had to put different types of dust and runes into a special shape on a grid and push combine, and it might make a thing. That's all gone now. Uh, good, because you ended up with a bank full of dust and runes and all sorts of widgets and crafting nonsense. That's all gone. Now what you do is you you can upgrade existing items by shoveling other loot into them. So basically, if you've got a pair of pistols and you want you you, you loot some other pistols, you put the you first... hammer a pistol down the muzzle. Yes, basically, you put the first pistols in the in the grid. You put the other pistols in the hopper. Push the button, bing. Your your original pistols go up in level. Okay, it means you keep good. You that. can keep yeah. good gear that you like and just shovel all the other item reward loot into it as it goes, and it and it increases in power. Uh, those the weapons and, and equipment all have a number on them as well now, which is good. And good. a series of pips, which you know I'm still trying to get the hang of. I think the pips are rarity, maybe. You have a class, character level, and all that sort of stuff. Now, you pick a class at the start uh, instead of, you know, here's, here's, here's about 500 skills go crazy, you know, make, make your own class up. Okay, well, some people might like that, but a lot of people like a bit more structure than that. So I picked a trickster, which gets the chaos focus and the pistols to start with. And, uh, and then your skill window is now a talent tree with the three lines. Oh, nice. Well, yes. Ish. I don't know. Some people, some people think that is, you know, the obvious World of Warcraft dumbing down. But remember, World of Warcraft... 
Warcraft is popular because what a lot of what it does works. Yes. Um, so yeah, what you get now is they've reorganised all the skills into trees, and and I could immediately spot which tree was the tanking tree. <laughs> so based on the chaos focus, yeah, yeah, causes a lot of hate, causes a lot of hate. Yeah. So you just buy the skills up in each line on the tree. Can you um, mix a match? Well, you, you, your class you your class gives you two weapons, and they have two 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 trees, two, yeah. three you know three lines in each. But I've just focused on the chaos focus. I focused on the tanking tree, and I was able to build my character into a tank that was eminently capable of tanking the first two dungeons with no problems whatsoever. Knowing what I'm doing, and it, it was just so much more convenient and easy to work out what you're doing now. It's great. Um, once you've finished all those trees and lines on the start character, then it unlocks the okay. Now you know how to play and know what you're doing a bit. You can how you can start buying points in other skill trees yeah. and you, you know all the all the, the old school theory craft is there and is accessible but it will take you like 20 levels or so to be able to get to the point where you can start unlocking some of that more advanced functionality and i think that probably is needed it probably is a good um, a good decision the the actual individual weapons are all it's all different now on the hotkeys you've got one two and three i think it's like four from the original, because it was one to seven, and yeah. and that was it. You know, you tab and, and use your number buttons. Now, two of those have moved over onto the mouse, so you can map uh, the builder abilities on, well, map any ability onto left and right mouse. Yeah. So you use your keypad to move around and left and right okay. mouse to actually attack. So it feels, it, it, just that simple expedient of not having to use your mouse to, click on an enemy and then use the number keys to do the attacks yeah. you you just point reticle it's all sort of first person aiming reticle stuff and left and right mouse to do basic okay. attacks or whichever attacks you've mapped to it which is a simple trick but it does suddenly give it a lot more of an action-y feel yeah. it does feel like more of an action adventure game than a standard MMO you know you're all standing you know 10 feet away in a field waving hands at each other whilst you know work through the little clocks on the number keys you know that seems to have been massively at least hidden by by just mapping a lot more of it to the mouse and getting rid of a lot of unnecessary cooldowns on some of the abilities. You can really just go at it now, and it's it feels a lot more fluid, feels a lot more dynamic and enjoyable. I think you feel a lot more you know, badass. You feel a lot more doing you know, action. Which is good. I think that these are good improvements. Each of the weapons has now got some sort of mechanic gimmick thing with it now. So with the Chaos Focus, every time you use certain attacks, you build up a point on this Paradox Meter, and when it hits 8, you suddenly a sudden beneficial major effect goes off. With the guns, the pistols, there's two little barrel chambers, and they spin every time you fire, and when they both line up on the right colours, you get a bonus or oh, something. Okay. So each of the, I think with the, you know, each of the different weapon sets has a different kind of mechanic. I think the Blood Focus, you can move it into Purity or Corruption, it goes up and down a bit like the runekeeper's yeah. stance thing. I don't know. I don't know what all the others do. I think there's some sort of hate charge-up mechanic for the hammers. So it looks like they've tried to give the very basic business of using your number one builder attack a, a, another dimension, something more, something interesting to going on. So all it, it all sort of contributes to make the basic business of getting on and getting involved in the world, which always was a really detailed and intricate and interesting world. A lot more sort of transparent and you can get straight to it. You're not constantly you know, fighting off a massive skill wheel or trying to understand what passive abilities to use when. They've completely gotten rid of skill rankings in weapons and in talismans as well, which was always weird. You you weren't the action points that you spent on the skills and you weren't these other points you spent on putting up, increasing your ability scores. And there was never any reason not to max out all of your talismans and the, the primary and secondary weapon yeah. you use. So there's a whole mechanic there which is based on giving you skill points with which you then need to spend correctly or you fail. 
There was, you know, Genius. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, you couldn't use certain defence because the talismans take the, the function in Secret World as armour in other games. Yeah. You don't actually have armour in Secret World. It's, it's all talismans, jewellery and so on. But occult stuff but you, you in no other mmo do I, uh, do I do i remember there being a one to ten rank of ability to use your armor which you yeah. then need to spend points that you've earned <laughs> through earning experience in otherwise it is, it is an interesting idea it's a stupid idea and that seems to have gone away now your talismans are your talismans you wear them you get on with it some of them are level locked now and i can understand why you yeah. do that yeah. but but yeah there was never you, you i mean the original secret world gave you a lot of a lot of fancy dandy mechanics, most of which served the purpose of of creating a correct way to do it and lots and lots of wrong ways to do it. And that seems they've really sort of cut down on that. And if that's dumbing down, then fine. You know, I mean, you, I, I I quit the original Secret World. I'm quite enjoying Secret World Legends, so go figure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I don't know what in terms From of a sample size of one. That's a good yes, yes, 100 percent better. I think, but I don't know in terms of population stuff. They've done some streamlining as well. There's a lot less of the little side quests in the obscure places and the ones the side quests that are there seem to be much more in the nature of hey you've finished your main quest here is a here is a small quest that will take you to the next place where a main quest is you know that kind of sort of um, yeah. signpost type uh, questing just to keep That's you fine. moving through it which is yeah, yeah it's good, good for that. the original main story it seems to be there and intact dawning of an endless night on solomon island the business where you're following the the the, the, the strange sword and the the elusive beaumont around the island trying to work out what the hell's going on why there's zombies everywhere <clears throat> that all seems to be there i mean the, the most of the characters and voice acting seem to still be there as far as i can tell and that, those were really good i enjoyed those they were mostly cut scenes where you would stand mute in the background listening to some local eccentric character yeah. going off on one and having some sort of little monologue reflective moment and i quite like the style of that it was a real departure from the greetings good adventurer i would require <laughs> 10 bear asses you may find them in the cave yonder you know i mean often these these people you meet are not even talking to you they're just musing about what the hell's going on so and and, and sometimes they don't even give you an, an actual quest they're just they're just yattering away and then you imply something and go off and do it you know and the voice acting was always very good. The characterisation and writing for those were very good. I always enjoyed those. The uh, the investigation missions seem to still be there, and yeah. the solutions are all the same still. Oh, that, you know. Those were one of the highlights. Yeah, yeah, they were very good. I enjoyed those a lot. Um, but obviously they didn't really need much work in redoing them. Um, so, yeah, it's like they've... The whole the game really shone on its backstory. There was very, li very little in the way of contemporary weirdness MMOs out there, you know, contemporary occult stuff, you know, Illuminatis and yeah. Templars and all that, modern-day settings and so on. But you still got your Solomon Islands, you know, New Hampshire. you still got the Egypt bits. Uh, I never got past Egypt. I think Transylvania's still there and then Tokyo for the last bit. That's all still there. Argartha, yeah. which is the sort of world tree, interdimensional travel fast around the world type place, That's that's been redesigned to be more of a hub rather than a great linear thing you can get lost in okay. and they've moved a lot of the banking and auction house and shops and stuff into there it was always really odd in that you had three different cities that had the three different factions in there was like Seoul where the dragons start and then there's New York where the Illuminati and, and London for the Templars and only London had all the shops and goods and services and banks and post offices <laughs> how, and everything. how it should be it, well quite yeah but there was like just nothing in Seoul and very little in New York at all so there's never any reason to go there apart from your you know faction handlers and stuff but they've moved a lot of that well that lots that stuff all still exists in London but there's also it's all there in Agartha now as well the main hub where one goes through much more centralised much more convenient to get straight to the action it's like that's what 
what they've done with this whole Secret World Legends thing. It is a kind of Secret World 2.0, but all of the content and quests and missions and backstory and stuff, which were the good parts, I thought, of the original game are still there. And they've just totally, you know, taken a real brutal scalpel to a lot of the mechanical dross that the original game really bogged down in. And it's very difficult to make, you know, character crippling wrong choices now. It's quite difficult to get lost in the UI or not understand what's going on or how any of these points work or suddenly you know, having to deal with 300 different grades of piles of dust and runes in your crafting materials and all that nonsense. That's, yeah. that's all gone. And I think, it, yes, it is a dumbing down, but then not <laughs> dumbing down isn't necessarily a bad thing in every no, case. I'm all for You can call down it dumbing down, cases. you can call it streamlining. And I think or it's getting a, it right. I think it's a much needed streamlining. Complex yeah. does not always I mean, better. if you never liked the, the, the basic setting and premise, then none of that's really changed. So, But if you, you know, found yourself lost with the skill wheel and, and not really digging how the, the basic feel of MMO hockey combat worked in there, then it definitely is worth another look now. It seems to really have uh, improved a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily gotten easier or whether we're just <laughs> we're using five people to do solo content like we often do. Um, that tends to... I, I, yeah. I have trouble landing hits on stuff because there's so much crazy AOE going on in our little yeah. team that all the all the yard trash has just been blasted completely. I do tend to have explosions throwing them everywhere. Plan A, it's yeah. yeah. Plan A is Plan A. If for those of the uninitiated, is basically drop lots of AOE on it until it stops being a problem. And we don't have a Plan B uh, generally. So um, yeah, we've uh, I think we're on to Savage Coast now, which is the second Solomon Island zone. And you know we rattled through the first zone very quickly indeed. We've only had about two two or three sessions so far. And and yeah, and Blue mountain and savage coastal where it really bogs down usually and you've got the akabs these really irritating moth type bat things that live in the forest and have a charge attack that's just really irritating yeah we can wade through those with with impunity now so that's good we're, we're sort of cracking through the story and i think we'll, we'll get well into egypt this time possibly even get to transylvania i don't know we'll have to see uh the dungeons are interesting we've done the first one it's a dungeon number one in this game you get to punch cthulhu out Yay! <laughs> Cthulhu is the end boss, and you you do fight him. I was tanking Cthulhu. That does seem to be a rather. I know. Dungeon two, you go to hell to fight the devil. Okay. Yeah, and, and dungeon three was. So how do they step it up to? I don't. Dungeon three, we had a go out, and it was just some boring thing with skeleton zombies on a beach. Is it like that episode of Buffy where she deals with Dracula a bit easily? <laughs> I know. I don't know how many more dungeons there are in there, but we only ever saw the three, and the third one was so awful that it broke our group and we quit the game <laughs> after that. So, But we did really well this time round compared to how it went previously. I think mostly due to an understanding of what the hell our characters are set up to do and how to yeah. use our skills and abilities, which was just all over the place last time. Last time, I think we only finished the Hell Dungeon because three of us were dead, and I think Wish and Welsh Troll both had some kind of gimmicky blood magic build that had them sort of chain healing each other and they just sort of kited the boss around for about half an hour while we lied dead there um but now i was tanking i think tepo's on the healing and some three dpsing going on there and and it just worked really well we we all knew what we were doing and it worked well and and despite all of these bosses having some quite intricate dance and gimmickry to them that hasn't really changed but we were able to work out what we were supposed to do, where to stand when, and our skills and abilities were reliable enough and, and intuitive enough that we could just crack on and get it done, So, which was a far cry from our previous go-through. It, I think Secret World Legends is a much better game now. I mean, if you never liked the basic thing at all, then you, it's probably not going to be <laughs> any any better for you. But if it was always if it was more about the, the implementation, then I think this, this revised version gets a lot of things better, certainly, yeah. if, if not actually right. Then, yeah, yeah, so possibly worth a look yeah yeah cool 
Can you not talk about thing or? Oh, I can talk briefly about something because you yeah. left me three minutes. <laughs> Two minutes. <laughs> uh, Rise the of snooze Industry. Snooze, you lose. Rise of Industry. I went into early access. I was playing an uh, original Alpha E build, mm-hmm. which I got on itch.io itch. Mm-hmm. Uh, a while back. Okay. Uh, now it's on Steam in early access, so I got a key for that automatically. Um, yes, it's a lot more expanded. If uh, It's a game where you basically bit like Transport Tycoon, but you're, put, you're putting down different buildings, doing chains or stuff, you know, put water into farm, uh, fruit into uh, making beer, beer into shops, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so it's gone into early access. Uh, it's had some changes, and I'm not entirely keen I like them. Um, I played the career campaign-y type mode, which is the one we have to unlock stuff yeah. to be able to use it. So you start off with, you get, there's a couple of different pages of technologies and you get one point for all, each page except for one page, which you can choose to have two points. So you start off with, I'm going to have the ability to uh, get water. Good first start. I'm going to have the ability to uh, have farms. Good mm-hmm. first start. Yep. I'm going to have the ability to make a food factory. Okay, that's probably not a good first start because I can't do anything like that yet. <laughs> uh, and I've got the ability to make roads and distribution centres and stuff. Yeah. And what happens is you start down by putting down a, a water thing. Mm-hmm. You put down a farm thing. Yeah. You send water from the water thing to the farm thing. You tell the farm thing to make the only thing at the start you can make, yep. which will be fruit. And so that's growing fruit. And then you tell the farm thing to deliver the fruit to the nearest town and sell it for a profit. Okay, yeah. Now, you get XP on each of these different uh, pages mm. by doing. So, you okay. uh, collecting water, shipping it to the farm. Um, that will give you XP for your uh, for that one, for your gathering skills. Okay. Growing yeah. fruit, uh, it gives you XP for the... Um, uh, whatever, farming one, mm. whatever it was mm. called. Um uh, yeah, and so and then those will start ticking up. Now you think, right? I've got one farm there. It's maxed out. It's sitting there. There's a lot of uh, extra capacity at that shop. I'm gonna put another farm down, and yeah. that's where you discover that uh, you can only send water from your massive water processing plant to one farm uh. without unlocking <laughs> more things. And a I can't. I haven't managed to find a good way of doing it without getting a warehouse distribution system, mm. which means uh, ramping up the distribution XP to the second Ugh. tier. And so uh, immediately... Sounds quite yeah. unnecessary. So immediately your game grinds to a halt. You yeah. have the choice of, OK, I can go to the other side of the map and do exactly the same thing over there. Not other corner, keep doing do the there. same thing again until you've got enough XP. Yeah, yeah. but you, you're waiting on XP too much, and that's where uh, the current design of the game falls down for me. That sounds like it's... That sounds like a mobile game. It sounds like a, a t- spend well, coins to hurry this up type mechanic. Actually, yeah, I could see that. If, if, I don't suspect they're going to add anything uh, like that, but that would be one way to fix it, not a good way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can see it being changed. It, it just needs some balancing. It needs being to make a more cohesive uh, chain earlier. What they really need to do is cut down the amount of cash out at the start to very small because you start off with way too much cash, get rid of all the XP thing and just let you build everything from the start. Sounds like they're trying to add a narrative structure yeah. to a sandbox experience. Yeah. Just, just use cash as the limiting factor, I reckon. Mm. I, I think that'll probably work. I could be completely wrong. Mm. So, you know, you want to buy 
build 16 farms. You can't. You can't afford it. Does it have a free play mode? It does have a free play mode, yeah. Where everything's unlocked. Yeah. yeah. The free play mode is a lot more fun. Uh, it sounds mode. like the campaign's just not that great then. Yeah. Yeah, it's a design decision on the campaign, which I'm mm. sure will get changed because I don't like it. Mm. And I've moaned about it on the internet, <laughs> so now it'll get changed. <laughs> you have that power. I have that power. Excellent. Yeah, and that's it's still fun in a kind of way, but it still has that. I have the problem at the moment with a lot of games where I'm thinking this is just eating up time and I'm not actually getting That's anywhere. That's fundamentally what games are for. Right? I know. As long as you're enjoying that eating up of time. Yeah. Or if you could be enjoying yourself doing something different, then do that instead. Yeah, well, the, the problem there is I'm, I'm thinking there's a lot of other stuff I could be doing and mm. I, I'm actually making a lot of progress with my Federation rank at the moment, so I should be doing that stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good. So, yeah. 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 That's okay. Right. So, um, what did you learn this week? I learned that I can stream from my Spectrum to Twitch. Okay, I know what octopus tastes like. Really? Yeah. Did you cook it? Uh, you no, to? the tapas place we went to. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they had octopus in, in, in ink as well. Have you really ink never sauce. had octopus before? No, no, it's like squid, but more dense. Do you know that uh, Brian Cox won't eat octopus? Really? No, he did a, a piece where he had to go uh, see octopuses, octopi. And he, and did he, he get attached? No, he decided that they were far too intelligent. Oh, really? And so he no longer eats them. Uh, so you're a monster. I'm a monster. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, if you don't have a better time, you can see all of our stuff and the links to YouTube. And we'll see you next time. See you later. Goodbye.